This old-time radio program was originally aired live, long before the advent of high fidelity. As a result, you may detect an occasional surface noise or volume drop due to transmission problems so common to old radio. We hope, however, that any variance in audio quality will not take away from your pleasure in listening to this, one of the all-time favorite shows. Welcome to Backyard Politics. I am your host of Backyard Politics. My name is John Smith, and I want to thank you for being here. If you haven't yet, please subscribe to my YouTube channel and uh, like this video if you can and share it around if you would. Uh, We can be found on YouTube, of course, Facebook. We are currently simulcast on goodtalkradio.com. Our audio podcast can be found on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and just about any podcasts uh, Anywhere podcasts can be found. And of course, you can listen to every episode on saywhatyouwillradio.com. Plus, that's where you'll find our merchandise and our amazing sponsor. So merchandise-wise, check this baby out. It's our brand new Backyard Politics uh, mug. I don't know if you can see that there, uh, but that's available on saywhatyouwillradio.com. So I wanted to give a shout out to Dave the Trucker. Keep safe, my friend. Now... Uh, businesses. I posted out on Facebook today. If you own a business, and uh, I'm going to be bringing Brooke Dallas on in just a second, uh, but if you own a business here in Arizona and you're not requiring the mask, in other words, you're actually leaving it up to the uh, the adults in the room to make the decision, I'm going to give you a shout out on the show. So I'm going to do that real quick. Uh, we got Amanda Ray. She's from Next Up Financial Planning in uh, Scottsdale and Prescott. We have Heather Ray uh, from Twyla's Barbershop in Scottsdale. We got Ryan Ronaldo. He owns Metropolis here in Arizona, and that's in Scottsdale as well. You can find information about his business at metropolisaz.com. We have Brenda Hackman from Embroid Me. She's on the southeast corner of 16th Street in Camelback. We have Nicole Lynn Coyle. She owns NOM Arizona Center for uh, in integrative therapies in Mesa, Arizona. You can get more information about her at namyogaaz.com. That's N-A-A-M, yogaaz.com. We've got Sue Palumbo, uh, Ariane. I'm not sure if I'm saying her last name uh, correctly. I apologize, but she is the owner of Desert Strands Hair Design, Desert Strands. And uh, she's in Anthem. So that's where she's at. Uh, We've got uh, Lola Hunt. She is the owner of Wood Creations Furniture. That's in Mesa. Debbie Estampa McKinley. She owns PostNet up in Buckeye. 
Uh, we've got Ellie McGuire White, and uh, she's a realtor, associate broker with Sun Cactus and Pine Realty, serving areas north of Bell Road, west from the Sun Cities, east to Rio Verde, north to New River. So check her out, Ellie White Real Estate. You can check her out on Facebook. And then finally, uh, Chelsea Fowler uh, Slagle from Fetch Pet Services, and she is in the Phoenix uh, Anthem area as well. Now, uh, I've got someone in the waiting room. Her name is Brooke Dallas. She's the owner of Big Earl's Greasy Eats. I think she started there as a server, and uh, they are the last honest hamburger. you got to love that. Uh, you can get more information about her place at Big Earl Greasy Eats, BigEarlsGreasyEats.com. They're located at 6135 East Cave Creek Road, Cave Creek, Arizona, 85331. So after today's interview, uh, if you could, email her. And uh, let her know that you're supporting her for making the decision to leave mask decisions up to the individual. So we applaud her. So without further ado, let me bring her, add her to the stream. Hi, Brooke. How are you? Hi, I'm good, John. How are you? I'm doing really well. I want to thank you for being on the show, Brooke. Of course. I love talking to anybody about big girls. (laughs) I bet. I bet. Uh, So you started there as a waitress, right? I did. Yeah, I started there when I was 21. And now I'm almost 31. Oh, wow. Okay. Uh-huh. And well, I bought it four years ago. Okay. So, you, oh, that's what a fantastic story. Now, yeah. I uh, brought up, and I'm going to get into the mask, mask thing here in just a minute, but I brought up your uh, menu. And mm-hmm. some of these items on here, I got to tell you, Brooke, are looking pretty amazing. The Big Earl Burger. Okay. Uh-huh. That's a th- yeah. uh, one-third pound Harris Ranch all natural black Angus beef, lettuce, pickles, tomatoes, onions, big Earl seasoned mayo, and f- on a fresh grilled bun. <laughs> yes, good job. You've done your homework, John. <laughs> oh, I always do, always do. And then we've got the big Kahuna burger, and that sounds amazing. That's a uh, again a one third pound uh, burger served with grilled pineapple, red onions, lettuce, teriyaki okay. sauce, and or teriyaki mayo sauce. Of course, you've got. The Cajun or taco fries, sweet potato fries, tater tots, all the good stuff on the side, even fried zucchini, which is one of my wife's favorites. And then you're knocking it out of the park with the gut buster. So people, the gut buster is two Harris Ranch all-natural black black Angus beef patties topped with shredded beef, barbecue sauce, cheddar cheese, and two pieces of bacon on a grilled bun. Uh, It even, you serve that with a knife and fork because it seems messy, you say. Yeah, it's like this big. It's huge. <laughs> and we have customers who can eat that plus a side of fries plus a couple of beers. And I'm like, how how did you do that? It's so impressive. That's fantastic. Mm-hmm. All right. We got a couple people in the room. I just want to say hi to them real quick. M18 Hellcats. Uh, yeah. Okay. Uh, Biden and a pathetic left have full blame. Now I'm going to say this right out front. Uh, I haven't spoken to Brooke about politics, so, uh, she may or may not agree with the politics on the show, but that's not the point. Uh, because this is about the freedom to make your own decision when it comes to wearing a mask, right? We're all adults. So, uh, hello, M18 Hellcat, uh, Heather Ray TV's here. Uh, Twyla's here. Oh, check it out, Twyla. Uh, and so, Heather Ray, I think they're all from um, the Maskless uh, Business Association. So, that's pretty awesome. Uh, Angry Christina's here and uh, Warrior Martinez. And Warrior, 
thanks for being here. She's phenomenal. She's from over in California. So, all right, Brooke, let's get down to the nitty gritty here. Um, have you caught any backlash or flack from the mask Nazis? Yes, I have. Um, it's interesting before Ducey lifted all of the restrictions, I never wanted to make people wear masks, but it's like, you're literally damned if you do and you're damned if you don't in this industry, it feels like especially, and no matter if you like masks or not masks or red or blue money's still green. And we have 30 employees that, you know, we need to be able to pay them and operating a restaurant so expensive. So Mm -hmm. it's been interesting how um, to navigate. It's almost like a bomb field. We're just like, what do we do? We don't know who's going to yell at us. Who's not going to yell at us. (laughs) But since we've taken out all of our signs and I made that Facebook live, just saying like, Hey, if you want to wear a mask, great. If you don't great. Um, And we still have some employees who want to wear them. And I'm like, do whatever you want to do. We are grown ass adults, excuse my language. No, no. And it's anyone perfect. can do whatever they want. So, um, and that's, I feel like how it should have always been this whole time. I don't know. Um, but yes, we've gotten backlash. Like, I'm never coming again because my family's not safe with big girls. And so, listen, I never wear a mask anywhere I go. Regardless what I think about it, I can't wear one. I had a tracheostomy, so I have breathing issues. Um, My airways close up um, when I'm pregnant and just all the time. So if anyone should be dead from the coronavirus, it should be me. Like, we go, we do whatever we want. We have little kids. I'm at Big Girls all the time. We see thousands of customers, and I'm alive. I hug people. I've never had it. Do you know anybody that has had it and or has died from it? Yes and yes. Um, My uncle died from it in Philly. And so horrible. Like, I know it's a real thing. Um, And I do know people have had it. Everyone who I know who's had it got it and got over it very, very quickly. Um, And just had, like, that lost sense of smell and taste, right? Is that what it is? For a couple days. Yeah, can you imagine that, not being able to taste your burgers? Oh, my God. No. Like, we're only there to serve people good food and be nice to them, you know? And now you can breathe freely at the girls and That's, smell our delicious food. And, and and I don't mean to be uh, – this is not a lack of respect for your uncle, and, and I'm sorry he lost his – you know, he lost his battle with COVID and ultimately died from it. But uh, Philadelphia has been one of the most strict states in the or I'm sorry, cities, because Philadelphia is a city, but Pennsylvania <laughs> has been one of the most strict states in the nation. I know. And yet it's happening. It doesn't make a difference. It seems whether you have a strict mask mandate or you don't, it seems that uh, everyone is treated, uh, you know, unbiasedly when it comes to the COVID. A hundred percent. And it's interesting for me because I have been personally like harassed, yelled at, told me I was going to kill my kids because I wasn't wearing a mask um, when Trump first got COVID at Joanne's at Desert Ridge. This old lady came like this close to my face and I was like, wait, what? I was getting a fabric cut, screaming bloody murder at me, telling me I'm going to die and kill my kids because I wasn't wearing a mask and our dumb oh president God. had Corona. And 
it's so polarizing now, especially, so the other day I was at the grocery store yesterday. P.S. Do I look at the camera or do I look at you? <laughs> you can, whatever you want to do. If you're looking at the camera, you're looking at the audience, so. <laughs> okay, for, okay, I'll look at the camera. That makes sense. So um, I was at Walmart yesterday and every single person had a mask on. And I'm just very confused because all of our restrictions are lifted. But if you come to Big Earl's, every single person is mask-free, almost everyone. Some customers still wear it, and I want people to feel comfortable. But it, I felt so judged, which I've never felt this whole time, except for yesterday at Walmart, now that we're not supposed to wear them, but people are. Right. I don't get it. Like, make it make sense. You know, John? Oh, I get it. Trust me. I, I, have, I go to uh, Costco on a regular basis because... Uh, I'm, I'm on a keto. So I go there for their, their chicken and steak and everything. You know, I eat a lot of meat and, uh, their meat is the best, at least, uh, as far as grocery stores are concerned. And, uh, you know, I've been going to Costco, uh, you know, probably four times a month, every month for the past year during this whole coronavirus thing. And it's funny because they require you to wear masks in Costco. You cannot walk through the door without being harassed, uh, by the guy that, you know, that checks your, your card and everything. And yet when you go into Costco, at least 50% of the people are wearing them either below their nose or below their chin anyway. Yep, people don't wear them as they're supposed to be worn. No. So we just need to stop this nonsense. And uh, I'm so glad you stepped up to the plate and you made the decision. And because you know what? If you want to wear it, wear it. Yes. And I think that we're adults. Um, and if you want to wear it and whatever that means for you, I want, I want you to do that. Um, but if you don't want to, then I don't want you to wear it because like, and listen, we get really busy. We get like lines out the door all the way around the building sometimes. And so you're around people. Like I get that, you know, I get that. Mm -hmm. Um, but when I see customers get up from tables to put on masks, to go to the bathroom, I'm like, you don't have to do that. Like our whole restaurants out. Have you ever been to big girls before? No, but I plan on coming out, uh, on a weekend very soon. Okay, good. We'll expect it to be busy because we've never been busier, which is <laughs> such a blessing. And, um, we have three huge outdoor patios. So nice. you're breathing fresh air. And all the tables are spaced beautifully. So the whole time I'm like, mm, do whatever you want, but you, you know, do whatever you want. So I'm just happy. I love seeing people's faces and we have two little kids. We have a two and a half year old and a 14 month old and they respond to faces and facial expressions. And when people wear masks, they're like, what, you know, exactly. It's, it's sad to see. So I'm happy to see faces again. It's really great. You know, that's been one of my arguments, Brooke, the fact that uh, you can't you can't even smile at somebody. You know, if you're walking through the grocery store and you see a little old lady and you, you, you know, maybe try to help her get something off a high shelf or whatever, uh, because that's what conservatives do. We're good people. And, uh, yeah. you know, and then you just want to smile at her and she doesn't know you're smiling at her and you know, she can't smile back. Maybe, you know, I, it's ridiculous. And, uh, I don't know. I, I just, I don't want to go off on a, on a, on a one hour mask rant, 
because that's real easy to do. But uh, I just love the fact that there's people in here tonight watching the show. You're here tonight on the show. And, you know, businesses that are just, you know, they're just leaving it up to their customers and their employees. And what a concept. You know, you cannot eat, you cannot eat a big kahuna burger with a mask on. You can't. And even, I don't, I don't even want you to wear it the whole time. I mean, if you want to, I want you to wear it. Right. But, you know, we're outside. It's healthy. We clean, I mean, it's not health, the healthiest food. You know, it's in our name, Greasy Eats. Right. Um, but we've always sanitized the restaurants. I mean, this is what made me go crazy about, we go out to eat all the time. Part of being a business owner is we support everything in Cape Creek. Mm-hmm. We shop at the shops, we eat at the restaurants talk about Cape Creek all the time. It's just who we are. It's just in our DNA. That's why if anyone ever wants me to talk about big girls, like let's go, I'll, I'll gladly do it. Um, but we, as a restaurant, we have to live by strict rules to feed the public. Like we get health inspections and right. we can't do certain things. So the fact that anyone thinks restaurants are dirty when we have to live by these strict rules to begin with has always blown my mind. Yeah, absolutely. In fact, I was a food truck owner for a while. Uh, Fortunately, I sold it before the COVID because the COVID wiped out about 80% of the food trucks in Phoenix. It did? It did. It crushed. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it just crushed the because because of yeah it was horrible so uh they just couldn't make the money and now that people are working from home uh the big corporate lunches and things like that for food trucks that's a dead industry so uh but yeah so i know i would have the health inspectors walk right in right into the my food truck unannounced Mm yeah unannounced and uh if you weren't on your game and you got a you know a couple violations and they gave you a b or a c you know It, it hurts, hurts and big time. not only that, it's public knowledge. So if anyone wants to look that up, they totally can. So of course we're um, clean and, you know, I mean, I, th- I feel safe in any restaurant, any restaurant I go to where I don't have to do the dishes, like let's go, you know? Right. Right. <laughs> so it's been crazy. And we go out to eat and I have to wear a mask to walk into a door and then I'll say, oh, I'm medically exempt, which is a true fact. For me personally. Well, it doesn't matter. I got kicked out of the bar I was in Cave Creek waiting for a pizza that I paid for over the phone because I didn't have a mask on. Mm. And then, uh, you know, I have a whole story about that. But, um, and then it's so funny, like in no other world are we talking about people's health issues, but all of a sudden now, like now we're talking, they're like, well, why can't you wear a mask? I'm like, well, first of all, it's illegal to ask me that, but I'll gladly tell you. Mm-hmm. You know, and then I do, and they're like, what? No, put on the mask. I'm like, okay, thanks. And then I don't, and I just continue about my day. And yeah, <laughs> you know, and that's what that's all it's going to take. We just have to stand up to the nonsense. Uh, there's no science that, that proves the mask can stop. Listen, if you can smell one of Big Earl's greasy burgers through the mask, guess what? The COVID's going to make it through too. Okay. I know a hundred percent. And when this first all started, one of our employees got COVID and like, I didn't know what the heck to do. Like no clue. So we shut down for four days, got the whole place sanitized. I paid a private company to come out and test all of my employees before they could come back to work. 
And, you know, we take things seriously, but it's like we have to pay the bills. We have 30 employees who are depending on this job. And if we're not doing everything we can to make sure customers come in, then, you know, I'm failing these people and their families. And, you know, that doesn't feel good to me. And we have a young family. And so. Wow. Well, you're, you're a true patriot. I appreciate what you're doing. And if you're listening to this, you've got to get out to Big Earl's Greasy Eats out in Cave Creek. And I see Mark Espo's in the room. He's a Harley rider. So Cave Creek, I mean, come on. Come on. And, And before I have to tell you about this, because you need to come. So every July we have this event called the Trash Bash. Mm-hmm. And this is the 10 year anniversary of doing it. The previous owner got called white trash by the local town paper. So she turned it into this huge trailer trash party. So we have like a broken down trailer. We do jello shots, like dollar PBRs. We do best camel toe contest. It's crazy. <laughs> oh boy. <laughs> and we didn't get to do the party last year and we're doing it this year. So you need to come. All right. We'll July. be there. Maybe. Maybe. Maybe I'll even bring the show on location. We'll come out and do a live show. Do it. It's yeah. so fun. You would absolutely love it, but you'll love our burgers more. Absolutely. And we have a full bar, so you can drink beer. Well, we'll talk offline about that. I'll reach out to you, and we'll set that up. And Mark says, let's do it. He's in. So, yeah, Mark, let's do it. You want to come? That's right. Mark can get all his uh, biker trash buddies with him and take him out there. I, I used to be, I used to ride a Harley. So, uh, I'm allowed to say that. So, <laughs> so when is that event? July 24th, July 24th. Unless, I don't know. We backtrack, but we're allowed to do whatever we want. Yeah. That was in the executive order. That's right. Yeah, that's right. So, so finally, Doug Ducey's coming around. So, uh, that's a good thing. It is a good thing. <laughs> And it just feels like spirits have been lifted and all of our customers are so happy to see our employees with that mask on. Oh yeah. Now is and, that a Saturday, yeah. by the way, July 24th? Yeah. Okay. Yes. Perfect. <laughs> You're coming on location. I'm coming on location. I'm ready. All I need is power. That's it. If you got a couple outlets, yeah. I'm ready to roll. We do. It's going to be real loud. We have a DJ and a water slide. Okay. But you can do it. It's going to be fun. I'll find your power. All right. That'll work. That'll work. I'm excited. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, listen, I appreciate you coming on. And uh, just again, um, uh, her name is Brooke Dallas. She's the owner of Big Earl's Greasy Eats. It's the last honest hamburger. I love that, by the way. Check, uh, get more information at BigEarlsGreasyEats.com. She's located over at 6135 East Cave Creek Road in Cave Creek, Arizona. And uh, give her a shout out, shoot her an email and just let her know uh, that you appreciate what she's doing. And that is Brooke Big Earls at gmail.com. B-R-O-O-K-E Big Earls at gmail.com. Right. Thank you, John. I appreciate it. Thanks for having me on tonight. You got it. You have a great week. And uh, I'm telling you, we're going to be seeing you here one Saturday pretty soon. Okay. I can't wait. Come find me a hug and happy Easter. That's amazing. We will do that for sure. All right. God bless, right, Brooke. Guys. Take care. Thank you, you too. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. 
All right. She's awesome. And uh, we're going to make it, uh, uh, we're going to get out there on a Saturday sometime soon. If they've got outdoor uh, eating areas and it's nice and warm here, it's a perfect time. This is the perfect month to get out there. So check them out. Check out all of the, go to the, uh, go to Facebook. There's a group and it's basically for uh, businesses that are being, that are promoting themselves that are maskless. In fact, uh, let me look, let me look up the, uh, the Facebook page, because off the top of my head, I forget what it is. Uh, give me one second here. So uh, let's see. Um, I'm having a mental block. Bear with me. Uh, let's see. I think this is probably it. Yeah, it's AZ Mask Free Businesses. AZ Mask Free Businesses. It's a group on Facebook. Go check it out. Join the group. And support the businesses, AZ Mask Free Businesses. That's right. Support the businesses that are willing to go public and admit and say, hey, you want to wear a mask? Wear a mask. If you don't want to wear a mask, don't wear a mask. Uh, It's solely up to you because this is America. I think uh, Colin Dallas said it. We live in America. If you choose to wear a mask, go for it. If you don't, don't. I don't think it gets any more difficult than that whatsoever. Now, when I come back, uh, we're going to be talking about some Arizona news. Uh, we're going to talk about the Mexico-USA uh, border and the uh, the crisis that's going on down there. We've got some stupid comments from AOC and uh, Jen Psaki, so we got that all lined up, but I do want to throw an ad in real quick, and uh, this is for the Espinosa Group. It's the only realtor that I trust here in the Valley. Give me 30 seconds to talk about the Espinoza Group, a group within the real estate firm in Gilbert, Arizona. Sherry says, what many agents don't take into account is that it's not just the house itself that dictates how we go about marketing and selling it. That's why in my career in real estate for over 20 years, I've developed systems, processes, and resources specific to each different situation you might be in. Visit their website at www dot azhomesbysherry.com that's azhomesbysherry s-h-e-r-i dot com or you can visit their office at 1521 East Elliott Road suite number 104 Gilbert, Arizona 85234 Experience the difference We got some Arizona news. Uh, the Arizona GOP has officially hired four firms to audit the 2.1 million votes in Maricopa County. Uh, that's great news. Of course, the left is having a meltdown over that. Uh, who's who's paying for it? Where's the money coming from? Where? I hope it's not tax money. That's all they say. That's all they care about. You know, uh, they don't care about spending uh, $2.1 trillion and uh, 90% of it going overseas. They don't care about that when it comes to the money. 
But when it comes to uh, a couple auditing firms being hired by the GOP, it's all about the Benjamins all of a sudden. All of a sudden they care. All of a sudden they're, you know, worried about where the money's coming from. What a joke that is. Now, House Bill 2111 has passed the Arizona Senate, so it has passed both the House and the Senate. And's going to move on to Doug Ducey. Hopefully he signs that. Uh, if he doesn't, he's going to get, uh, man, he's, he's going to catch a lot of flack. HB 2111, of course, that is the sanctuary state legislation uh, for the Second Amendment. Basically, what it states is that there will be zero dollars allocated to law enforcement to enforce any federal gun regulation. So that's huge. That's a huge step in the right direction for Arizona and uh, their legislature. So let's again, let's hope Doug Ducey signs that into law so that zero dollars can go to federal gun legislation, because as we know, any gun legislation that prohibits uh, anyone from getting a gun is uh, anti uh, is unconstitutional. All right. Uh, let's see. Legislation is in the works to create harsher penalties for people who destroy property while they are most mostly peacefully protesting. So that's good news. And again, the left is losing their minds over that because they're trying to tell people that uh, Republicans don't want people to protest. Now, you can protest all day long. Nobody cares. But when you start blocking freeways and you start uh, damaging, uh, you know, uh, statues and you start throwing Molotov cocktails through federal buildings and smashing out buildings up in uh, uh, Scottsdale, and you're hurting people, okay, those are crimes. And if you're going to commit those types of crimes while you're peacefully protesting, well, guess what? Uh, you're going to be facing felonies now rather than misdemeanors. So who wouldn't support that? I mean, other than the Democrats. Oh, Jennifer's in the room. She says, sorry, I'm late. Jennifer, you know what? It doesn't make a difference. You're here, and we appreciate that. So thank you for being here. Uh, yeah, so felonies rather than misdemeanors. So let's hope that legislation gets passed and gets passed soon. Now, we still are waiting for Arizona Republicans to get their act together uh, and start protecting girls' sports. Uh, we know that uh, we don't need biological males playing in female sports. That's ludicrous. It's ridiculous. It's, it's mentally deranged. And anybody that supports that has just lost their, you know, the lights on, but nobody's home. Let's put it that way. Uh, so we've got to protect our young girls here in the state of Arizona. We can't have them losing scholarships to biological males. That's insanity. So uh, we've got to get Arizona Republicans to do that. Also, Arizona Republicans, I'm calling you out. You guys have got to follow Texas's lead. You've got to ban, or I think it might be Florida. I think DeSantis is the one who passed it. You've got to ban critical race theory in Arizona schools. Critical race theory is insanity. It's, it's out of control. And if you think that every single situation has some sort of racism in it, and that's what critical race theory teaches... Critical race theory teach. Jennifer's right. It's not just in Arizona. It's across the United States. But I am specifically talking to my legislature and my governor 
in Arizona. You've got to ban it. Wait till you see the idiocy that's going on over in California. I'm going to have to do a follow-up show about that. Uh, But basically, critical race theory teaches that every single thing a white person has done in their life, every friendship they've made, every job they've got, every uh, education uh, diploma they've received, every single action in my life has been based on racism and institutional racism and white supremacy. That's insanity. So uh, the good news is, is that uh, Texas, or I'm sorry, again, Florida has passed a uh, anti-critical race theory uh, legislation and Arizona's got to follow suit. Now, 3,000 plus people are currently in a caravan walking through Mexico, heading towards the Mexico-USA border, okay? I want to show you a quick clip so that you can get an idea of what's going on right now in Mexico. So there you go. So they are marching and uh, walking. And notice the trucks parked, uh, conveniently blocking the one road and forcing the caravan to make a right instead of a left. Uh, If you can do that, you can stop them from coming at all. And uh, unbelievable. Unbelievable. So uh, that's coming. I think three to 4,000 people are on their way to our border. Uh, 150,000 migrants actually made it into the United States last. uh, uh, Warrior says, sorry, I don't know. I don't know what you're apologizing for, Warrior. Uh, But. Unless you're talking to someone else in the room, I apologize. I'm not following the chat right now. Uh, But uh, 150,000 migrants made it into the United States uh, via the Mexican border last month or this month in March alone. There was 100,000 in February, 150,000 this month, 250,000, one quarter of a million people have made it into or across our border. Now, along with those 250,000 people, uh, 6% to 10% are being tested positive for COVID. They are being shipped from the border to small Arizona towns like Gila Bend, Arizona. Gila Bend is a, uh, a town comprised of about 1,800 residents. They barely have a police force, if at all. Uh, oh, gotcha. Okay. Okay. Uh, They barely have a police force. They hardly have any type of infrastructure down there. It's located right on Interstate 8, which leads right into San Diego. And uh, migrants from all over uh, South America are being dumped on the corner in Gila Bend. And then they're being given money to just jump on a Greyhound and go wherever you want to go. Some are even being taken to the airports and they're being put on planes without identification. We don't know who these people are. Uh, God forbid they've got COVID. God forbid they've got something worse than COVID. Uh, Maybe they're sex criminals. Maybe they're just murderers. Maybe they're smuggling. Who knows? Fentanyl, heroin. We don't know. It's outrageous. 
It is outrageous, and this has got to stop. Uh, let's see. I also have video. Uh, this is going on at the border. Uh, let me show you this. This was caught by a night vision uh, video camera by one of our border patrol. Tell me this isn't child abuse. If you're watching it, there's an adult that's dropping toddlers from a 14-foot wall. I'm going to play that again so you can catch it. it ha- the first one happens real quick. The girl falls and gets hurt and lays in the dirt, and then the video skips to where she's standing, and then he drops the second toddler. This is Unbelievable. Now, the left are the ones that are always saying that they stand in uh, support of the children. It's all about the children. And you'll see uh, nutty AOC. She'll be talking about that in just a minute. But this is criminal. They're literally dropping children 14 feet off a 14-foot fence into the rocky desert. And Biden wants to say there's not a crisis on the border. Wow. Uh, Warrior says they don't belong here illegally. That's right. Nobody does. I don't care if they're coming in from China. I don't care if they're coming in from England. I don't care if they're coming in from Saudi Arabia, Arabia, Canada. I I don't care. It doesn't make a difference where they're coming from or how they're getting here. If they're coming illegally, it needs to be stopped. Because these young girls are being sold into sex rings. They're having fentanyl and heroin stuffed up their orifices and forced to come into this country. There's women are being raped in drop houses. Men are being sold off as slaves into the restaurant industry, in the farming industry, in the construction, you name it. Jennifer says, uh, personally... And let's be realistic, this has been happening for years and throughout every presidency. It has been, Jennifer, but not to this extreme, and uh, they weren't being invited. I have never seen hundreds and thousands of migrants coming across the border wearing a T-shirt with my president's name on it. So let's uh, let's not say this isn't any different. And we all know that Trump, his number one, Uh, pledge was to stop the border crisis and he was doing a fantastic job and everything that he has done has been overwritten with executive orders from the Biden administration. Uh, Now the kids that are being dropped like that will get hurt and need care. That's right. That's right. So they're going to be taken to uh, a, a, uh, you know, an ER in Texas or in Arizona and they'll be taken care of. Uh, on the tax dollars dime. Absolutely right. So that's horrific. Border Patrol. How about this? The Border Patrol, we're told that Border Patrol and ICE, they're the racists. They're the bad guys. They're the ones who hate Latinos. Well, there was a U.S. Border Patrol rescued a six-month-old baby from the Rio Grande River after human traffickers threw the baby into the water from their raft. This after having assaulted the little girl's mother and broke 
uh, broken her leg along the journey. The mother reportedly paid $3,500 to traffickers to get her and her baby across the border. Along, You know, if you've got $3,500, tell me again that you're extremely poor and that you've got to come into the United States because $3,500 U.S. dollars can go a long way in Colombia. Okay, so let's call a spade a spade here. Where are these people coming up with $3,500 to give to a human smuggler to get themselves and their kids across the border? Along with the mother and baby, the rafts contained 67 adults and 150 children. It was during the crossing that the child was tossed overboard into the Rio Grande. The Texas Department of Public Safety's South Texas Special Operations Group assisted in the effort to save the child. Texas DPS Lieutenant Christopher Olivares told local news station KEVO that the mother and her baby had been in Mexico awaiting a chance to cross the border since December. The Texas Department of Public Safety shared news of the rescue on Facebook on March 30th, though the rescue was on March 16th. The group writes, Our South Texas Special Operations Group, Texas Rangers Division, are an integral asset in border security. On March 16th, 2021, this specialized group assisted U.S. Border Patrol in Roma with a six-month female, uh, six-month-old female child who had been thrown out of a raft into the Rio Grande River by smugglers. The child's mother had been assaulted by smugglers in Mexico, resulting in a broken leg. The specialized group is a highly trained tactical team whose primary responsibility is to carry out specific missions along the Texas-Mexico border region or wherever needed. Now, again, the Democrats are telling us that it's the Border Patrol that are the racists, the white supremacists, and ICE, you know, has to be shut down. Now, let me show you something, okay? Let me show you a little picture here that the mainstream media is not showing you. This here is the white Border Patrol agent who saved the little baby, the six-month-old. And he's got her wrapped up in his arms, and he's looking at her, making sure that she's okay. That doesn't look like racism to me. That doesn't look like white supremacy to me. That doesn't look like hate at all. In fact, it, to me, it reminds me a lot of, uh, it reminds me of someone who cares a lot about human beings. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. Conservative Texas is in the room. How you doing, Conservative Texan? Uh, let's see. Uh, Jennifer says, yes, Trump was the most effective. Just saying it always happened and uh, it needs to be stopped. You said yourself, as we know, this has been happening since we worked at a restaurant. That's right. Uh, Jennifer and I uh, go, we have a long history. We go back, uh, way back, and uh, we worked at a Chinese restaurant. And this Chinese, uh, the family that owned the Chinese restaurant would buy Mexicans. Literally. For thousands of dollars. And they would show up like a UPS package off a Greyhound bus. And then they were sent in the back to work in the back for pennies. That's a fact. And then they were all, and they, there were illegal Chinese in there as well. They got smuggled in too. Uh, and the illegal Chinese and the illegal Mexicans were forced to live in a small house just down the street from the restaurant in filth. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. 
And if you don't think uh, the this whole illegal uh, immigration has anything to do with modern slavery, it's because you choose not to believe it or you just don't, you just haven't done your research. But listen, when someone from a country like the United States pays thousands of dollars for a human being and has them smuggled across the border to work for peanuts, tell me how that's any different than what what slavery looked like 200 years ago. How is it different? It isn't. The women are raped and tortured. The children are beaten, often left for dead. In fact, uh, Sheriff Lamb posted on his Facebook page this week, he came across a human skeleton with a nothing but a backpack laying in the middle of Pinal County in the desert. They don't know how old the person was, but they believe that the person was young and trying to make it across the, uh, the Sonoran Desert alone. Drop dead, I'm sure, was malnourished and dehydrated and just couldn't go any further and died. And their body broke down in the middle of the desert, I'm sure. And I'm, I, I'm getting graphic because this is the reality. I'm sure the turkey vultures were having a field day along with the coyotes. And I'm not talking about the smugglers, the coyotes. I'm talking about the dogs. Is that any way to go? Is that any way to go? You know, conservative Texan, uh, I was scared. I'll be honest with you. I was afraid to say anything because uh, that that family happened to be pretty high up. It happened to be pretty powerful family. And uh, I didn't want to end up dead either. And I was just a young kid, by the way. It was one of my first jobs. I was the delivery guy. I was delivering the Chinese food. And I really didn't have a full grasp of everything that was going on until later. But uh, it's just unbelievable. It's terrible. Now, I got about uh, 15 minutes left if you're listening to Good Talk Radio. And so I want to move on. Uh, Jen Psaki, the White House dunce. I mean, I'm sorry. Did I say dunce? I meant the press secretary. Well, she got caught off guard uh, by a random act of journalism. And... uh, the, the journalist was asking her about the kids that are stuck at home in San Diego and aren't allowed to go to school while the illegal migrants are getting full in-class schooling right now. So uh, uh, let's see what conservative Texan says. Fun fact, body armor was created by a pizza delivery boy who was tired of getting shot at. <laughs> I can relate to that. <laughs> All right. Uh, let me show you the Jen Psaki uh, clip real quick. Okay. Uh, I'd like to find out what the White House thinks about what's happening in San Diego, where some public school teachers are providing in-person instruction at the San Diego Convention Center to migrant children before their own public school students. And these kids, of course, about 130,000 of them have been at home doing online learning for about a year now. So what does the White House think about that? Isn't that great? Because Pisaki had no idea this question was coming. And uh, like I said, this was a random act of journalism. This lady caught her off guard. And of course, Pisaki and Pisaki, uh, you know, her uh, MO is just to just to be 
as dumb as possible. You guys have done a fair amount of reporting on this, so maybe you'll have more details. Uh, as oh. I understand it, San Diego Public Schools are opening in early April. April 12th to hybrid learning. Okay. Yeah, so she calls, the, the, again, the, uh, the journalist says, well, April 12th, but it's going to be hybrid. In other words, they're only going to go to school part-time. They're not going to be going to school full-time like the illegal migrants are getting. They're getting in-class full-time. Since students will be back in the classroom, and as I understand it, this is related part-time, uh, and certainly you know our objective from the White House, opening up five days a week, a majority of schools across the country, and uh, they're on spring break right now, and this is related to volunteering or being paid. I'm not even sure. You'd have to ask the local school district. So she doesn't even know if the teachers are volunteering to do this or if they're getting paid. They have no idea. And then she's making the excuse that the kids in San Diego are on spring break right now. Well, what the hell does that have to do with anything, Pasaki? Nothing. Because if they weren't on spring break, they would still be going to school online. So your point is what? During spring break for these migrant kids? Yes, yeah, so the San Diego County Supervisor, Jim Desmond, he says, you know, I think it's great that there's in-person learning for unaccompanied minors from Central America, but I wish every child in San Diego County was allowed the same opportunity for in-person teaching. So I guess the, the question is, you know, uh, does the White House think that this sends the right message to these 130,000 kids in San Diego and their parents who've been stuck at home for the last year? Well, wow. How about that? Does this send the right message? Does the White House believe this is sending the right message to the 135,000 students that are stuck at home? And of course, Pasaki goes back to the whole spring break excuse. I'm just saying that context is important. And these kids are going back to school uh, for hybrid learning. We, of course, want that to be five days a week, and we're confident we'll get there early next month. And I believe they're also on spring break right now. So these teachers are would be, I'm not sure if it's volunteer or paid, you'd have to ask the local school district um, while the kids are on spring break, which I think the context is pretty important. All right. So there you go. Um, one excuse after another from Pasaki. That's just the way she is. She can never answer a question. She never has the details. And uh, the minute the press asks uh, a somewhat difficult question, she just starts blabbering and repeating herself and acting like a buffoon. And uh, that's why she is the White House press dunce. That's my opinion. Now, this is the question that I have. Okay. What are these kids, these migrants, what are they learning? What are these teachers, whether they're volunteered or paid or not, what are they teaching these kids? Has anybody decided to ask that question? What's the curriculum? Who designed the curriculum? Is it all about critical race theory? Is it all about white man bad? What's it all about? Is it all about Marxism and socialism versus freedom and liberties? Are they teaching them the U.S. Constitution? I don't think so. What exactly is the curriculum that's being taught, and who developed the curriculum? Who's teaching them? Who are these students? Or I'm sorry, who are these teachers? Where did they come from? Okay, this kid, the, the kids are on spring break, but you don't just all of a sudden 
know exactly where you're going to be able to house thousands of migrant students. And not everybody uh, over there in San Diego in the education system in the school district over there speaks fluid Spanish. So how is that being done? How did they bring people in? Welcome, Nana, uh, 1776. Appreciate you being here. Where did they come up with enough teachers in San Diego and enough space to be able to teach kids that are from all over the place down there? How did they come up with enough Spanish-speaking teachers out of the blue to teach thousands of migrants? How did that happen? Why did it happen? Why is this something San Diego has even decided to do? What's, what is the motive here? And again, the motive, that leads back to the curriculum or the curricula. What's being taught? Why is it being taught? And who the hell's teaching them? And how did this come together so quickly? Because remember, these unaccompanied minors were being kept at the border for quite some time. And now all of a sudden, they're going to school every day. Who rounds them up? Where are these kids staying? Is there buses picking them up? How are they getting from one building to another? Or are they living in the building that they're being taught in? And how did this all come together so quickly? Because let me tell you something, the government can't do anything quickly. Not even a local school board. They can't get together and figure this all out in a couple weeks. It's like the Titanic. It's a massive ship. It takes a long time time to turn yet this was all figured out and ready to roll in a matter of weeks or days what's really behind this and where's the money coming from where is the money coming from folks because san diego doesn't have just money laying around to make all this happen overnight that costs a lot of money. And isn't this isn't it the school districts who are always complaining that they don't have any money, that they need more, more and more money. I mean every time I go uh to the polls to vote, there's always something on my my ballot about teachers not having enough money and school districts not having enough money. But yet they have enough money to just funnel right into some massive building that's housing these kids, feeding these kids, showering and bathing these kids, and now educating these kids. Do you think this might have been planned ahead of time? Do you think you think these wheels might have been in motion for several months now? Mark Espo says San Diego has one of the biggest homeless population. That's right. All of California is a big homeless uh, problem over there. And a lot of those homeless happen to be veterans. And you think San Diego is taking care of them? I can pretty much guarantee you they're not. And do you think they care that they're veterans that have come home from fighting overseas 
and they've got severe PTSD and other mental issues going on, and that's why they choose to live on the streets. Do you think San Diego gives two craps about them? I don't think that, I don't think they do. In fact, I know they don't. Because veterans typically vote Republican. You see how that works? These migrant kids right now are being taught by God only knows who, and they're being taught God only knows what curricula. But I can tell you this, they're not being taught to love this country. They're being taught how horrible this country is, and yet we're to believe that these people walked here from Colombia to get here because this country, because their country was so bad, they walked a thousand miles to come to our country, and now they're being taught that this country is shit. Do you believe that? Do you believe any of this? If you're listening to Good Talk Radio, I appreciate you being here. Uh, if you want to listen to the rest of the show, just go to saywhatyouwillradio.com, or you can go to my YouTube channel, which is Say What You Will Radio. And you can hear the rest of the show, but thanks for being here on Good Talk Radio. All right, and we're back. Uh, Colin says, new subscriber here. Love the show. Thank you for all the support. Absolutely, Colin. Thank you, sir. I appreciate it. So that was Jen Pisaki. Now I want to get into AOC because that numbskull. She finally responded to the people questioning why she hasn't uh, been down to see all the kids in cages on the border recently. And her response is a real doozy. I'm not sure if you had a chance to see any of this nonsense. But let's go ahead and start. Are you for real? So let's talk about this because so much of our national conversation, which is not a conversation, uh, about immigration is driven by people who could not care less about immigrants. Remember, that's what the left tells us. That Republicans and conservatives, they couldn't care less about the migrants, but yet it's the Border Patrol that are saving six-month-old babies from the Rio Grande River that got thrown out of rafts. So who is it that doesn't care about the migrant children? Because when Trump was in office, AOC was down in her stupid white pantsuit, leaning against the chain link fence, holding her face. Oh, oh, it's so bad here. And then it turns out that the half the pictures she took or all the pictures that were all over online were actually taken during the Biden administration. Or I'm sorry, the Obama Biden administration. And a lot of those pictures of her leaning against the chain link fence were phony. They were bogus, just like her. Her her entire being is a lie. And so she got called out on her stupid little Instagram uh, live chat, and they wanted to know why she hasn't been there. And she her response is, well, the conversation isn't really a conversation. And the people that are having the conversation, which isn't a conversation, by the way, they don't care about the kids at the border. But let's not forget, okay, let's not forget about this guy who happens to be working on the border and he's holding a six-month-old girl that got thrown into the river like a piece of trash. He went in and saved her and saved her life. 
They're drinking out of toilets, Todd Barker says. Yeah, they are. There is There are some of those uh, migrant facilities that are 1,500% over uh, what they should have in there. 1,500. So if you have 100 people that are supposed to be in there, that's 1,500 people that are in a facility made for 100 people. That's barbaric. And AOC says she hasn't been down to see it because the conversation that's not a conversation is being held by people that hate brown people. You can't make this crap up. Now, remember, she has, she's been avoiding this issue since it's been an issue or a crisis. She hasn't come out in public and talked about it for months. So now she's been preparing her response for months. This wasn't an off-the-cuff response. This was a prepared response by this idiot. And this just goes to show you how full of shit she is. Often people want to say, why are you talking about the border crisis? Or why are you talking about it in this way? Well, we're talking about it. They just don't like how we're talking about it. Because it's not a border crisis. It's an imperialism crisis. It's a climate crisis. It's a trade crisis. So... It's not a conversation, but it is a conversation. But the people that are having the conversation hate brown people, but they don't like the way that she's having the conversation. Do you see this idiot? I mean, in in 25 seconds, she has made zero sense. She is a complete and utter moron. And yet she gets hundreds of thousands of votes. And yet people literally take this moron seriously. She's got millions of Twitter followers. Unbelievable. She continues. Oh, oh, by the way, it's a, it's a, uh, a climate crisis. It's not a border crisis. It's a climate crisis. She explains. And also it's a carceral crisis because as I have already said, even during this term, And this president, our immigration system, is based and designed on our carceral system. Our carceral system. So she goes in the thesaurus or the dictionary and she looks up these big words and then she throws them around and then the news media will pick it up. And that's you're going to hear that for the next months, month after month after month, that this is a carceral issue. This woman is... I, I just can't. She continues. Those are some of the problems. What about the solution? Well, number one, our solutions need to be rooted in foreign policy. Why does she have to hold her finger on her head and like zoom in and out and zoom in and then what the hell's the matter with her? Those are some of the problems. What about the solution? Well, number one, our solutions need to be rooted in foreign policy because our interventionist history in foreign policy and history over decades of destabilizing regions drive people. But people don't want to have that conversation. Oh, now people don't want to have the conversation. Really? People don't want to have the conversation, AOC? Is that what the problem is? Numb nuts.
Secondly, let's talk about the climate crisis because the U.S. has disproportionately contributed to the total amount of emissions that is causing a planetary climate crisis right now. And But who is bearing the brunt of that? Disproportionately, it's actually not us. We help create the problem, but disproportionately, it's the global South. It's South Asia. It's Latin America that are going to be experiencing the floods, wildfires, and droughts in a disproportionate way, which ding, 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 has already started a migration crisis. Ding, ding, ding. It's already started. So what she's telling us, she is literally honestly saying that we're the ones that are polluting the earth, but we're not suffering any consequences from it. It's all impacting the brown people in South America or South Asia. None of it comes back on the United States. So we're out there polluting the world. Meanwhile, has this idiot ever been over to China? Has she seen any videos? Does she remember uh, not too many years ago when we had uh, the Olympics over in China, in Beijing, or wherever the hell it was, and they stopped their factories for months before the Olympics so that they could clean up their freaking skies? It's so bad over there. You wonder why the Chinese are the wealthiest country in the world. You know there's more billionaires that live in China than in the United States? Does this idiot know that? And do you know why that's the case? That's the case because they actually manufacture stuff. Now, they might have seven-year-olds making Nike shoes, but they're manufacturing it, and they rely on all of us knuckleheads over here in the United States to buy their garbage. They make it. We buy it. And that's why Trump was like, nah, I think we ought to go maybe America first. Maybe we ought to spend a little bit more money to buy something that was actually made here in the United States. But the Democrats hate stuff that's made in the United States because it pollutes the air. So everything has to be made over in India. It has to be made over in China. And let me tell you something. Those two countries are way overpopulated and they're extremely filthy. And then guess what? Then the jet stream brings all their pollution over here into the United States and then they stick up their little pollution meter and say, oh, gee, we need to cut the pollution down. We're killing the world. Meanwhile, it's China. Give me a freaking break. And now, because we're the ones that are creating all the problems, but none of it comes back to haunt us. It just haunts all the brown people in South America and South Asia. China and India have nothing to do with it. I don't even know where I left off. Let's try this one. But people don't want to have that conversation. Oh. <laughs> then we have the issues of trade, which economically contribute, uh, can have contributions to uh, some of these conditions that add fuel to the fire. But people don't want to have that conversation. They want to say, what about the surge? Well, first of all, just gut check, stop. Anyone who's using the term surge around you consciously is trying to invoke a militaristic frame. Oh, a militaristic frame, if you use the word surge. So when you've got 4,000 people on their way to the Mexico-U.S. border right now, that's not somehow a surge? When you've had 150,000 migrants, and that's we only count one-third of the people that actually make it across the border— so do the math real quick. That's about 450,000 people that actually came across the border this month. We found 150,000 of them. We find one out of three. And you can talk to Sheriff uh, Mark Lamb about that if you don't believe me, because that's a fact. One month, almost a half a million people 
and then you add in Fe- uh, February and you got another 300,000 people. That's almost a million people in two months, and that's not a surge. She continues. And that's a problem because these this is not a surge. These are children, and they are not insurgents, and we are not being invaded, which, by the way, is a white supremacist idea, philosophy, the idea that if an other is coming in the population, that this is like an invasion of who we are. Oh, my God. Now it's the white supremacist's fault. And by the way, insurgent is not the same as surge. In other words, surge is not the root word of insurgent. Okay, AOC? I don't know if you learned that in your expensive business school where you got your economics degree that led to a bartending job. Kudos to you. This woman's for real. She's for real, and she's got the ear of Nancy Pelosi and Chuck Schumer. She's got the ear of crazy Bernie Sanders. She's got the ear of a lot of these high-powered Democrats. And I know crazy Bernie's an independent, but he might as well be a Democrat. Let's face it. You think he's ever voted with the Republicans? Give me a break. He's just an independent because he's a rebel. I'm a rebel. I'm not going to stand with the Democrats. But I do like to listen to AOC and all of her idiocy. But anyway. So there you go. Uh, just total total madness. It's total madness. And I'm going to keep these clips because she's a complete idiot. And people need to see it. People out in the world need to see what a buffoon this woman is. But yet she's got the ear of the most powerful Democrats in the country. And the Democrats have all the power in this country. Now, they don't have the Supreme Court. But can you tell me one thing the Supreme Court has done since Biden's been in office? Name one thing the Supreme Court has done that's actually been uh, been a benefit to the country since Biden's been in office. And I can guarantee you, well, I can't guarantee you because I don't know for sure, but I have a theory that John Roberts over there made a deal. He cut a deal with uh, Sleepy Joe. He said, listen, we'll keep our mouths shut. We won't roll on anything. We're not going to stop you from doing whatever the hell you want to do, and we're certainly not going to hear any cases about uh, voter fraud if you just do us a favor and don't pack the court. Because have you noticed the whole packing the court thing has kind of died? Have you heard about it? It died about as fast as uh, that guy who uh, who shot uh, 10 white people at the grocery store over there in Colorado once they found out that he was a Muslim. That story died pretty fast, too, if you haven't been paying attention. Also, Cuomo, he's got nine people out now that are claiming that he's a uh, serial sexual harasser. But that story seems to die because right now they're focused on the Republican down in Florida, Matt Gates. Because the New York Times put out a fictitious article about him and his family. Folks, our country is a mess. Our country is a freaking disaster. Let's see. Let me catch up on some of the uh, uh, comments here. Uh, let's see. 
Uh, she just doesn't know how to make the L. Oh, that's right. The L for loser. I gotcha. Jennifer Wright uh, says warrior. And then Jennifer says Nike shoes with blood in them. Satanic values. Yeah, they're selling 666 pairs. That's weird. AOC will not debate, says Todd. She tried once uh, and now has severity uh, for anyone who tries to engage in debate or interview. Yeah, she's an idiot. She just goes on and rambles on her stupid uh, Instagram page with all the million, 1.5 million sheep that follow her. Uh, this is an invasion, Todd says. And I agree with you, Todd. It is an invasion. You want to talk about an insurrection? Let's not go back to January 6th, where a couple knuckleheads and one buffoon dressed up like a buffalo decided to break into the Capitol. That's not an insurrection. That was just a handful of buffoons who took it too far. It was mob mentality, and they're all a bunch of morons for doing it. The insurrection is happening at our border. Jennifer says, because she can't debate Todd, she can't handle anyone that challenges her. That's why, good news, she can't and won't go anywhere because she's too ignorant to debate. Well, you know, Jen, the problem is, and I, I worry about that, because remember, it's the media that actually debates the Republican. Trump never debated Biden. Trump had to debate uh, Wallace, Chris Wallace from Fox News and all the other liberal assholes that led those debates why don't you put Tucker Carlson in at the debate stage? Why don't you put Mark Levin or one of those conservatives and hold the debate? Do you think Biden would have showed up if Sean Hannity was the debate uh, moderator? I don't think so. Trump had to debate all of the moderators while Biden was over there wondering you know, what was going on. Uh, let's see here. Uh, Singer Warrior laughed out loud. Let's see. Supreme Court is only irritating the patriots. You got that right. Asian killer stories have died pretty quick too. Have you noticed? Yeah, that's right, Jennifer. Uh, in fact, the Uber driver, he was a South Asian man. And uh, when the two... Uh, the 13- and 15-year-old young uh, black girls tried to steal his car and then killed him. And the only thing they were concerned about was recovering their phone. Nobody seemed to be too worried about that. In fact, CNN said it was an accident. Uh, did you ever see the video where she didn't know how to use a power outlet outlet <laughs> or when she said she was terrified of the garbage disposal thing that she didn't know what it was. Yeah. Come on. Come on. If you don't know what a garbage disposal is. Okay. And you worked at a bar, you were a bartender and you didn't know what a garbage disposal was. I think it was fake. I just can't believe she's that stupid. I think she's dumb like a Fox. All right, let's get off AOC. Uh, uh, I wouldn't want to get on AOC in the first place, uh, but let's see here. Yeah, no riots happening there in D.C. Uh, where those two young black teenagers killed the man from Pakistan and were only concerned about their cell phone. No riots there. Uh, let's see here. Oh, Biden, he had another near fall in Air Force One steps again today. I don't know if you saw it, but it was pouring down rain. And uh, he was trying to negotiate the steps again, almost biffed it, 
but fortunately he kept it. Now there was a video. Uh, there were people at a bar, a local bar that were actually watching Biden make it up the stairs. And uh, I will uh, show you that video clip real quick. It's pretty entertaining. That was actually said to me uh, by Warrior. And uh, Warrior, I had to use it. I told you I was going to use the clip. I had to use the clip because that just, I watched it over and over and over again. And just watching it now makes me chuckle. <laughs> uh, Biden lying again, telling the same lies. He was forced to recant in the 70s. Yeah. Oh, God. Oh, God. All right. Well, let's get into Texas news. Texas introduces legislation. I talked about this at the top of the show. Uh, they introduced legislation to ban critical race theory indoctrination in K through 12 schools. Oh, it's, it is Texas. I thought it was Florida. Uh, the bill would prohibit public schools from promoting race essentialism, collective guilt, and neo segregation. The gentleman that introduced the bill, his name is White. His last name is White. Uh, you can't make this stuff up. Uh, White's measure would make it illegal for any teaching administrative bodies, including school districts and state agencies, to require teachers, administrators, or employees to teach courses on concepts such as one race or sex being inherently superior to another or that an individual by virtue of his or her race or sex is inherently racist, sexist, or oppressive, whether consciously or unconsciously. Now, that's the bill. That's how the bill reads. Okay. I just went over it. I can read it again if you need me to. But basically, uh, let's see here. It says that uh, requires teachers and administrators or employees to teach courses on concepts such as one race or sex being inherently superior. You're not allowed to teach that to another or that an individual by virtue of his or her, his or her race or sex is inherently racist, sexist, or oppressive, whether consciously or unconsciously. That's the wording of the bill. That's what's stopping critical race theory from being taught. Think about that. So when they try to say that, oh, critical race theory, they don't teach those types of things. But yet this bill prohibits it doesn't come out and say that critical race theory can't be taught. It comes out and says what critical race theory teaches can't be taught. So critical race theory absolutely teaches that nonsense. They do teach uh, that uh, someone's race or sex is inherently racist. And it just happens to be whitey. That's inherently racist. So there you go. Uh, schools and teachers would uh, also be forbidden to teach that a person should be treated differently or discriminated against based on their race or sex and that members of one race or sex cannot and should not attempt to treat others without respect to race or sex. The bill also prevents institutions from teaching that a person's morality is derived from their skin color or sex and that a person bears responsibility. I wish they'd throw gender in there and not just sex. I wish the whole gender thing would go on in there uh, because we know we've got 78 genders now. Uh, we've got to, uh, you know, get a, get a, got to put a cap on that. Uh, that a person bears responsibility for past actions by other members of their race or sex. Yeah, so don't blame me because my great-great-great-great-grandfather 
had a slave 250 years ago. Really not my problem, not my fault. And by the way, people living today, anybody living today, unless you're, you happen to be a migrant, you're not a slave right now. Right? I don't think so. I don't think so. Uh, Jumping over to Baltimore. Baltimore will no longer persecute drug possession, prostitution, and other low-level offenses. So if you want to be a prostitute uh, and sell drugs, Baltimore is your city. Uh, Let's see here. The word has no definition anymore. Uh, Let me see. I got to go back a little bit. Oh, boy, I don't even know where we're at. Uh, That's hysterical. Hope you talked about Cruz in his speech earlier this week and how he seriously burned the Biden administration. So awesome. You know, Jennifer, I I like Ted Cruz, but I kind of fell out of love with Ted Cruz. I feel like he does a lot of uh, TV spots just for the hype. I always feel like he's always running for office. And he's a federal politician, and they haven't done anything for us in years. So, yeah. He makes for good entertainment, but yeah, eh. Uh, Todd Baker says it's sick as hell the way Biden uses the death of his wife and child for political gain. Yeah, no kidding. And by the way, uh, Hunter Biden, yeah, it's come out now that he uh, fudged his application for a firearm and uh, he bought a firearm illegally and then tried to dispose of it in a dumpster. Yet, He's still a free man. How about that? Uh, You think Trump's kid, if the news broke that uh, that was Eric Trump that did that, you think uh, Eric Trump would be a free man right now? I don't think so. Uh, That word has no definition anymore, Todd says. 78. Tomorrow it will be 79. Just keep counting. Uh, Todd Barker says, wow, happy birthday. Racist. Uh, God, uh, the word, uh, the word racist, uh, laugh a lot. I seen that. Okay. So I'm missing maybe parts of the conversation, but anyway, uh, back to the story, Baltimore city state's attorney, Marilyn Mosby said the city will no longer prosecute for prostitution, drug possession, and other low level offenses. So they're trying to keep up, uh, with the shithole named Seattle. Mosby, uh, made the announcement on Friday following her office's one year experiment and not Uh, prosecuting minor offenses to decrease the spread of COVID behind bars. So you got the prostitute who's turning tricks. I don't know. I mean, I I don't know how many tricks a prostitute turns in one good evening. You know, maybe it's uh, maybe more if there's like a discount. I don't know. Is there like a Groupon for prostitutes? Maybe they're busier during Groupon season, but I'm thinking, I'm just saying If a prostitute is in your, I don't know, your Corvette, no offense to anybody that's got a Corvette, but let's be serious. Uh, Your prostitute's in your Corvette, right in your mug, and you're doing the nasty with her. You know, you're doing the deed, or maybe she's doing other things that we don't want to talk about. I don't know how that stops, uh, you know, lessens the, uh, the spread of COVID. I mean, if you lock her up and you throw her in jail, eh, I don't know. I don't know. I think Mosby, uh, I think she's just an ass. Let's face it. Uh, She said today's America's war on drug users is over in the city of Baltimore. 
We uh, leave behind the era of tough-on-crime prosecution and zero-tolerance policing and no longer default to the status quo to criminalize mostly people of color for addiction, and Mosby uh, said Mosby in an official press release. There you go. There you go. So if you want to be a drug-crack-slinging whore and make money doing it, Baltimore is your town. There you have it. So uh, that's the news. This has been Backyard Politics. My name is John Smith. I'm your host. I just ask that if you're new to the show, I would just ask that you go in and subscribe to my channel. Uh, if you missed any of this show, you can always go back and watch it on YouTube. It's youtube.com slash little c slash say what you will radio. You can also find me on say what you will radio.com. If you want to listen to uh, the podcast, you can go back, I think, 100 and some episodes if you want to. And uh, that's about it. Now, I will say that uh, I don't have enough um, uh, subscribers yet to monetize my channel. So this everything that I do comes out of my own pocket. Uh, but I'm, gonna, I'm trying to figure a way around that. If anybody ever wants to make a donation uh, so that, uh, you know, I can tell the wife, hey, at least I made some money today, you know. Maybe, you know, maybe she get off my back a little bit. I'm just kidding. My wife loves me and she supports me 100%. So, but anyway, someone was asking in the last show uh, how they could support the show right now, you know, just be here, just be here, uh, subscribe to my channel, share it around, let your friends know about it, uh, ask them to subscribe. That's the best way to be honest with you. Uh, but you guys are awesome. I want to thank Jennifer for being in the room. Todd Baker, thanks for being here, of course. And uh, let's see, we got Warrior Z Martinez was in the room. She's amazing. She's the one that sent me the clip of the people cheering when uh, Biden made it to the top of the steps. Uh, that's pretty funny. Uh, let's see who else. We had a lot of people in the room tonight um, going back. Anyway, if I forgot to mention your name, it's not that I don't care. It's just... Uh, I, I can't, I don't have a, a memory like that. I, we had Nana at 1776 was in the room. Jennifer Myers was in the room. Colin Dallas was in the room. Uh, oh, of course, I can't forget uh, that we had Brooke. Her name is Brooke Dallas. She was actually on the show at the beginning. She owns Big Earl's Greasy Eats uh, over there in Cave Creek. And the food looks amazing. Amazing, I say. And I'm going to go visit them. In fact, I'm going to do a live show from over there. Uh, in July. So I'm excited about that too. So uh, anyway, my, the people that actually pay me to do this, that's good talk radio Ranger Rob over there. He's also the purveyor of Ranger Rob poopy bags, the Espinosa group, the only realtor I trust here in the Valley. Uh, we've got gray feather farm and gray feather farm. Let me tell you something. Um, I'm going to be putting together a little video of, uh, the conservative bear talking about gray feather farm crack attack it's dynamite uh the crack attack that is not just the commercial but the the, the crack attack itself and jennifer's also working on a concoction i can't tell you yet can't let the, the cat out of the bag but she's working on a, on a concoction that i'm going to be telling you all about uh here in uh maybe a month or two, who knows? And of course we got nut tree designs company as well. So what, if you go to say what you will radio.com, my website, go to the sponsors tab. You're going to see all my sponsors there with links to them. They're all small businesses. And when I say small businesses, I'm talking about independently owned, you know, uh, sole proprietorship, small businesses, check them out. If there's anything there that they offer that you think you'd want for a gift or a, you know, to send to your loved one, check them out. 
Everybody has amazing prices, amazing products, and I just love them to death. They love me. They support my show. Uh, along with all my listeners. And that's what this show is about. It's all about the listeners and getting the, oh, Nana says she ordered from, uh, is that Gray Feather Farm you ordered from today, Nana? Uh, let's see, Warrior says, John, have Bear dressed like a tube of the cream for the commercial. <laughs> that would be pretty funny. And I think Bear would probably do it. He actually already talked about Gray Feather Farm Crack Attack. He was on the last show, and uh, he had just ordered. He's been using it for about a week now, and he loves it. He absolutely loves it because it's the best. It's all natural. Her skincare products, and that's Jennifer Myers, by the way, that's in the room. Uh, her Gray Feather Farm Company, it's all natural skincare products. You can go to saywhatyouwillradio.com, click the sponsors link, and go through that link there and order yourself some stuff. It's phenomenal. I'm telling you, if you order her stuff and you try it, you're never going to go back to the supermarket and buy that man-made garbage. It's all awesome. Uh, Nana says she had suggestions on my skin issue. Fantastic. And that's how Jennifer is. She's she. Are you going to get that help at your local uh, Walmart? I don't think so. And guess what? You don't have to strap on the face diaper to order online either, right? Like you do if you walk into Walmart. It's a win-win-win. So, Nana, thanks for uh, thanks for uh, supporting our sponsor. We appreciate it. You're awesome. You guys are all freaking awesome. And uh, that's that's all I got to say. So, thanks for being here. Thanks for tuning in. I will be back again uh, on Monday nights. The show is on Monday nights and Wednesday nights and occasionally on Friday if I've got a special guest. But uh, Monday nights and, and uh, on Wednesday nights are the show times. Guys, you're freaking excellent. I appreciate everything that you do. Let's be bold. Let's be courageous. Let's stand up for the Constitution. Let's reach in our backyards. Let's let's just grab the politicians in our backyards and demand that they help us protect uh, protect ourselves from an overreaching imperial federal government. Love you guys. It's worth fighting for. Take care. Have a great night. God bless you all. Have a good weekend.